Alrighty, the market was expecting 6.5% CPI and the market got 6.5% CPI, but there's something hidden in the data that not everyone's looking at. And that is why I think that the markets have started running and they're going to continue to run. So there's big, big, big news, which I think we're going to break right here on the show. Also today, we've got Gareth Soloway with me. He's going to join the show in a few seconds. Gareth, welcome, buddy. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing wonderfully well, Rand. Thanks for having me, buddy. Awesome. So it's a great day. We're going to have Gareth on you. And then if you have money in FTX, I'm going to show you how you could get over 55 cents on the dollar back. And when that money comes into the market, the market's going to run. So today is a great show. It's a positive show. We're going to have a lot of fun here. Let's go. Let's go, go, go. Out of bed, bitch, go. Get up, get up, and then they got go up. Gotta wake up, gotta wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Listen, if you don't want to get up and celebrate on a day like today, then I don't know what to do with you guys. Some of you are complaining about the fact that we're getting up and celebrating. Today is a huge day to celebrate. You may not see it right now because you may be looking at the numbers at face value and you may be thinking, well, you know, the market expected 6.5% inflation and it got 6.5% inflation. Why is run being so bullish? And that's because I think I'm seeing a few things that the market is not actually seeing. So let me show you guys some of those things. But before we do that, what I need you guys to do, I need you guys to subscribe to this channel. I need you guys to like this content and get everybody here because today's going to be a huge show. We're going to talk about the Rolex giveaway. As you know, we have now selected the Rolex. That is the Rolex over there. We're going to talk about the Rolex giveaway. We've got Gareth on the show, and I'm going to show you why I think the inflation numbers were so good. So let's get the show on the road. Subscribe, 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 like, like, like. Let's go, 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 go. The market was expecting 6.5% inflation. We spoke about that yesterday. Um, and the market got 6.5% inflation, which means that the market should be, well, satisfied. But there's a lot more in the data. In fact, if you look, if you take a deeper look at the data, what you realize is that on a month-on-month basis, consumer prices actually went down by 0.1%. And that's going to, I'm going to show you why that's such a big thing. It's the first time that we've had a, a deflation month on month. Um, and also there's good news about core inflation. So we're going to talk about all of that. But before we talk about all of that, I've got Gareth Soloway here and I want to talk to him about the inflation data and what it means for the charts. It's the first time that we've got him here in 2023. Gareth, my friend, how are you? Welcome back. Hey, well, it's great to be back. I'm doing well and happy new year. I can see you're starting to make money again. I know you went through a tough patch last year because I see the screens are the screens are at the back. Yeah, every, the more money I make, the more screens I'll get behind me. So you guys can tell. All right, so Gareth, let's. Uh, I know you you're short on time because you actually want to trade the opening bell, which is which is normal. Um, bullish or bearish this year? Let's let's just get straight into it. 
Uh, bearish in the first half, bullish in the second half. So I think right now we're getting a beautiful January effect rally, which is where tax loss selling's over. The charts were beaten down. Um, there's a kind of a resurgence of bullishness here. It's an awesome move up. I'm participating in it with some Bitcoin action, although we are getting into resistance here on Bitcoin's chart. So this is the next big test. You can see how price broke out above this downsloping trend line. Look at that beautiful float to the upside. But now this is your next test at around 18,400. So, so again, I don't know if it'll break through. Overall, I still think there's probably more downside to go on Bitcoin before we finally bottom. But again, second half of the year, I'm very bullish. Okay, so tell us why, why is there a split between your first half and your second half? Why are you b bullish on, on, on the second half and bearish on the first half? Yeah, bearish on the first half because I still think equities, meaning stocks, are still the preferred investment method, meaning that people still think the Fed may not push us into recession. Even if they push us into recession, people are still under the guise that they can rescue us by printing money and lowering rates. I think by the second half, we start to recognize that we're going into a recession in the U.S. at least and probably globally, and the Fed can't print money because inflation will remain above 2% for the foreseeable future. So what that's going to do is it's going to force people to say, okay, well, if stocks are not making the money because people, consumers are not buying their products due to a recession, where is my ultimate option? And that's going to be Bitcoin. And I think, again, once we get regulatory kind of clarity here, that's going to be become a big investment option for institutions. Would you start scaling into stocks now? Or do you think that uh, scaling into the US market is as risky? No, I think I think stocks are super risky right now. In fact, I'm more going short the market here um, on this pop here this morning. And you can see we have this down sloping trend line here. Um, I have it projected out that we'll be down at one point this year, 25% on the S&P. But I think the nice thing about that is at the the Bitcoin, Bitcoin and crypto won't see that type of downside once it gets to its lows. I think it'll start to outperform equity prices. I mean, I don't know. I looked at crypto when we walked into the new year and every single sign that I saw was absolutely bullish. The first sign that I saw was bullish, of course, was Bitcoin breaking through the trend, as you saw, which was that, that uh, 16,000 level, I think, or 16, around 16,500. It broke through that trend line, which was bullish. The next thing that I saw that broke was the ETH BTC chart, which is usually for me an indicator that people are much more bullish because they want to go into alt. When you look at this ETH BTC chart, what do you see? So ETHBTC here, and again, it's been a nice little move up, but you have to note this level right here and then this level right here. So you're going to get into resistance about 0.078 or so. That's where we're just underneath now. And then if you can get through that, you can get a little bit higher. But, you know, to me, again, this is something that's showing me that, yes, it's been a nice run. But again, in a bear market, just be careful. Bear markets are notorious for luring us into being bullish and then kind of taking it all away from us. So, again, I just go by the resistance levels here. Do me a favor, zoom out on this chart a little bit and just, just walk me through, I mean, how do you see this chart when you look at it on a, on a much more long-term uh, long uh, basis? So if you look at this, at this chart, if I were to say to you a year from now, how does ETH finish the year relative to Bitcoin? What, what would you give me there? Would you say yeah. that relative to, relative to Bitcoin, ETH finishes higher or ETH finishes lower? So I'll, I'll put an error on the chart. So this is a classic move up. This is bullish consolidation. The ultimate result is going to be this. It should be this, I should say. Should. Probabilities would dictate guys. that. I said it yesterday. Sheldon said it yesterday. Gareth, before I let you know, before I let you go, one more thing I want you to look at. Gold. I think gold just touched 1900. We've been, while we were live, I think gold just actually touched the 1900 mark, right? Yep. 
Amazing move on gold, guys. Uh, to me, this is this is the safety play of 2023 again. And again, it's had an amazing run to the upside. You are going to hit some resistance around 1915, so it might be an option to kind of look for a pullback to buy the pullback. But gold has been a rock star. Look at this pattern. Does this look familiar? We almost just looked at this on the ETH BTC chart. Same up move, sideways consolidation. The expectation for this is that this is probably going to break out as well. That is for sure, for sure, for sure, a little, bu a little bullish continuation pattern. Gareth, listen, I'm not going to hold you here because there's lots to talk about on our side, and I know you need to open the market. So thank you very much, my friend. Much love from me and the Banter fam, and welcome back, buddy. Much love to you as well and the whole family there. Thank you so much. Love that guy. And it's going to be so much fun here on the show today. I can, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. All right. I want to show you some charts that I'm looking at today, and I'm going to show you why I'm looking at those charts. So as we all know, uh, Bitcoin. I think we're about to go to, I mean, we're going to hit the resistance as Gary said, but I think we're going to continue to go up. You got the NASDAQ unchanged. And I think that that's going to remain unchanged because they were expecting a 6.5% inflation and they got this 6.5% inflation. But look at this chart over here. Look at this chart over here. The Dixie is back at 102.7. This Dixie is starting to collapse. And when the Dixie collapses, stocks and Bitcoin and altcoins are going to start going up. Then we turn to our crypto bubbles. And we see that most of the bubbles are actually positive. And we see that AVAX is up 22.7% on news of an Amazon partnership. But what I did, uh, and I think I can show it to you guys. Can I show it to you guys? Uh, I will log in in a second and show it to you guys. I took a short on AVAX. And I'm going to show you guys why I took a short on AVAX. I think my short's actually printing money. I took my short at about 1535 uh, let's quickly have a look at where AVAX is now. Um, look at where AVAX is now uh, based on, uh, on on Bybit. So there we go. It's this contract over here. This is the one that I took. Um, one. Okay, so it's it's not printing, but it was printing a lot more. And I'm keeping this short open. I'm going to show you in a second why I'm keeping the short open. And uh, I think what you'll do is you may even open a short with me uh, when that happens. So big, big, big show. Let's get into the content. You guys just subscribe to the channel and like this content. Uh, as I said to you before, there is another good reason to subscribe to the channel. And that is, of course, because we're doing the Rolex giveaway. We've now, obviously, now I can reveal um, which Rolex it is. It is this uh, Rolex Submariner with the blue face and the gold. It is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. If you're a subscriber to our channel, you've got to be a subscriber to the channel. You've got to like and interact with this content. You have to open a Bybit account using a crypto banter referral link. There's a link below if you haven't gone already. And you have to make one trade at least between now and the end of Feb. The more times you trade, the more entries you get into the competition. So trade as much as you want. Every time you trade, you get an entry into the competition. Before the end of Feb, we will be giving away the watch. Uh, we'll send it to you anywhere in the world. Listen, it's an absolute, absolute masterpiece. Just look at that. I mean, I, I can't believe that we're actually doing this. I can't believe we're actually giving away this Rolex. My God. I mean, just look at it. Wow. You know, you can't actually even get those watches anymore. Um, they're just not available. They're just not available. So you have to pay premiums and we've managed to get you guys one. All right, let's go. Let's talk about inflation and what everybody's not seeing about inflation. Remember that the market was expecting 6.5% and the market got 6.5%. But it seemed like the data or the numbers were leaked yesterday because you saw the market starting to run one day before inflation. That was like pretty, pretty random and pretty scary. It happened before where we where we thought that the numbers, the inflation numbers were leaked. So let's just talk about what we got from the inflation numbers. We got 6.5%. And we 
we anticipated 6.5%. But for the first time in a long time, we got negative inflation month on month. That means that prices between no the prices in December went down from the prices in November. So what that means is that inflation is no longer climbing. It is actually becoming going negative. Inflation is now going negative. We're in a period of deflation. And if my calculations are right, this could mean that we're on track for the Fed achieving its inflation target of 2.5% already, which means that the Fed doesn't have to do any much anything, anything else. In other words, basically, I think the Fed is reaching the top of its cycle. And I'll show you why. So when we got to 6.5%, Fed representatives came on and they said 25 uh, basis point rate hike will be appropriate going forward. And we can see that now the market is talking about 25%, 88% chance of a 25% basis point, 25 basis point rate hike um, uh, in Feb when they meet on the 1st of Feb. So that's, that's amazing. It shows that the Fed's starting to tighten. But now I want to show you where I'm getting this theory or thesis that inflation is actually back at 2% and maybe even 2.5%. So just work with me here. What I did was I said, how is inflation derived? And inflation is the increase month by month by month of prices. And if you look at the inflation readings that we've got for the last couple of months, and I'm going to start with the July inflation readings that we got on the 10th of August. And we see that on, on the July inflation, the prices didn't go up at all. The month-on-month -month numbers didn't go up at all. We got a 0% increase. When I look at the August numbers, which were published in September, we only got a 0.1% increase, okay? And when I looked at the November numbers, we got a 0.1% increase. So I found this table, and this table shows the increase in prices. And let's work from July. Okay, so let's, let, let's work from July. Someone says the Rolex giveaway is valued at $10,000. The Rolex is valued at $25,000. That's crazy. So let's have a look here. In July, the price increase was zero. In August, the price increase was 0 0.1. In September, it was 0 0.4. In October, it was 0 0.4. And in November, it was 0 0.1. So you add all those together and you can say that inflation since July has been 1%. But now we've got the December readings. And with the December readings, we've got a negative 0.1%. So if you add up the inflation for the last one, two, three, four, five, six months, for the last half a year, we've got 0.9% inflation. 0.9% inflation. Now you annualize that. You say, okay, we've got 0.9% inflation. Let's annualize that. That means that the Fed is already under its target of 2%. And that means that if we continue like this, by the time we get to next year, July, we are back at, oh, sorry, this year, July, this 2023 July, we are back at 2% inflation, which means that the Fed has pretty much achieved a soft landing. And this is amazing news. And I think very soon, what the markets are going to do is the markets are going to start reacting to this news because very soon the markets will start putting these numbers together and realize, hold on a second. If you take inflation from June, from July, 0% between July and August, 0 0.1, 0 0.4, 0 0.4, 0 0.1, that's 1%. Now we just had a negative one. So if you add up the cumulative inflation, it's 0 0.9 times that by two just to annualize it. You've got an annualized inflation of under 2%, which is exactly where the Fed want to be. And so I think the Fed may have achieved or will achieve 
a, 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 a softer landing than people are, are, are forecasting. And now what you've got is you've got Bitcoin. It is going to consolidate, but I think that we needed a consolidation. We needed a pullback because the RSIs did get too high. But I think in time, what will happen is the market will continue to run. It looks to me like it's going to be a very, very, very bullish um, uh, 2023. But I must warn you guys of one thing. What we saw last night when the prices started to run is we, short, we, we saw a short squeeze. We saw $300 million worth of traders getting wrecked. And this wrecked was actually the shorts being wrecked. So we saw that, we saw that happening. Now, when I look at the, the GMX dashboard, I see that the long positions relative to the short positions are four to one or three and a half to one. Usually when this happens, the next move is against the longs. Okay, so be careful. If you want to get into the market, I wouldn't be getting in right now because I think, I think, I think, based on this indicator, which I've back-tested about 15 times already, that the next move in the market will actually be a slight pullback. And you can see this. All you need to do is you need to go to app.gmx.io forward slash dashboard, and you can see the ratio of longs to shorts. And you got to wait until that becomes equal before you start entering the market. And in fact, if you want to enter the market really well, wait until the shorts are longer than longs because you may enter before a short squeeze. But do me a favor, don't enter right now, even though there are a whole lot of amazing signs that we may have seen some kind of bottom. And I want to show you some of those signs because I think that those signs are absolutely bullish. I told you, today's going to be an amazing, amazingly bullish show. Amazing, amazing bullish show. I love doing these shows. I absolutely love it. It just makes my day. I love these green shows. So... One of the signs that I saw today that we may be nearing a bottom, a consolidation phase bottom, is that the miners who were net sellers. Now, remember, when the miners start, the miners mine Bitcoin. And when they mine Bitcoin, they start selling the Bitcoin. And when they start selling the Bitcoin, that puts selling pressure on the market. Now, if you look at the history here, the miners were selling their Bitcoin all the way down here, which obviously put a lot of selling pressure on the market. And they did that because it became very expensive to mine and they needed to fund their, their Bitcoin miners. But now miners are actually accumulating. You can see that for the first time in January, miners have actually started to accumulate Bitcoin and that selling pressure is no longer on the market. So that's the first unbelievable sign. The second one is an indicator which I... I love and I use a lot and I trust a lot, and that's the MACD. The two-week MACD is about to cross over, and when that happened, the last two times that happened, we got amazing bull runs. The first one, we got 242%, another one, we got 651%, and it's just happened again. Now, when you take that and you correlate that with my theory about inflation, it could seem like, like, like we may be going somewhere. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. One of the smartest people in the space is Galois Capital. Um, you may remember him. He's one, of the, he's one of the smartest guys in the space. And he says, he looks at Coinbase and he says, look, respectfully, if any of the big boys are thinking about acquiring Coinbase or tender offering their shareholders, you might as well do it now because token speculation is starting to come back to the market and Brian already made some the necessary cuts. And that obviously sent um, uh, Coinbase flying. Remember, we got into this trade, um, or I hope that some of you got into this trade with me. Um, we got into this trade between 33 and 35, I think. And it looks like it's going to open at about $45 so today, which is amazing. I mean, that means that you, you would have made on Coinbase 30% on your, on your money. These are all signs 
that we may actually be recovering. I'll give you another sign. So that's three signs, but I'll give you a fourth sign that we may actually be recovering. And I think that this sign is a big sign. So I'm going to give you a sign that's going to show you that the market's recovering. But at the same time, based on the sign, I've taken a short. So, I mean, this is, you're going to try and make sense of this. So the sign that the market is recovering is a very simple sign. I've seen it happen a few times this week. And I'm going to show you twice this week where this has happened. But one thing we know in a bear market is that when good news breaks in a bear market, the market doesn't respond. You remember when we were in the midst of the bear, every time that there was good news, the market just didn't respond to the good news. So earlier this week, what I saw was a news article released. And when that news article was released, I saw Gala Games explode. We all saw this together. So remember Gala Games made an announcement over here. And then Gala Games almost doubled. Well, in fact, more than doubled, okay? Now, that's not, what, that's, not, that's not the sign that I saw today. But that is a sign that the market may be starting to respond to good news again. And I'll show you in a second why I think the market's starting to run. Other than, it, other than the inflation story, there's another massive reason why the market's starting to run. But then it happened again today. And I'll show you where it happened again today. Today, Avalanche announced a partnership. AWS partners with Avalanche to, to scale blockchain solutions for enterprises and governments. So this was a, a huge partnership. When this happened, Avalanche, let's quickly go to the AVAX chart. Avalanche exploded. And I want, I want you guys to see this. Let's just quickly go to Binance. So let's quickly just give you guys a good time frame. Let's go into the four hour. And what you can see is that when this news was announced, so this is when the insiders started to know about the news. And this is when the news was announced. The price of AVAX went up from 1240 all the way, it went up 33%. So great. Two things here. One, market is starting to respond to news. Two, AVAX may actually have a partner, a partnership with AWS, which is great news if you're holding AVAX. But I'm always skeptical of partnerships in the crypto space, right? Like I'm always like, hey, we've partnered up with Google, we've partnered up with AWS. You know, it's not really a partnership. You usually it's it's people paying. Google to use their software and they say, hey, well, we, you know, we paid Google to use the software. We've now got a partnership with Google, which is usually bullshit garbage. Okay. Now in this case, it's not that bad. So yes, they do have a partnership with, with uh, Amazon. Let's talk about what this partnership actually is. And for that, I'm actually going to talk, I'm actually going to go to Emmons tweet, who's one of the founders of Avalanche. And he says, this is a big deal. It's not your grandfather's AWS partnership announcement. Let me explain it to you in plain English. In the past, other chains have paid AWS to host some nodes and has pitched this as an AWS partners with some chain. That's true. That's what usually happens in crypto. In reality, some chain was paying AWS. They were a, they were a client of AWS and there was no meaningful partnership. He's 100% right there. This announcement is the exact opposite. AWS recognizes how blockchains are evolving and subnets serving as app chains and wants to be one of the hosting providers for as many subnets that people are about to launch. So what he's saying is that AWS realizes that in the AVAX model, where they have a whole lot of subnets or subchains, what he's saying is that AWS actually wants that business. They want people to host the or to run the validators of the subchains. And if they're going to do that, they should do it on AWS versus one of their suppliers. Says, to this end, they will be contributing substantial amounts of AWS credits to projects looking to deploy subnets on Avalanche. They will be, they along with Alibaba understand where the blockchain tech is going and want to partner with one chain that is delivering this vision. 
Howard Wright of AWS said, when you multiply, activate, when you multiply, activate times, avalanche times, subnet, you have something that's a seminal moment. I think our blockchain technology will become a commonplace and used in the marketplace, in the marketplace by developers. Okay, so what is this all about? Basically, they've gone to AWS and they've got AWS to give people that want to host uh, validators for subnets credits. So is this a real partnership? Well, it is a much better partnership than people paying Google to run a node. Yes, for sure. But to me, it's not a big partnership because this is just a business development partnership here. Why? Because Amazon's saying, hey, we can now sell our service space or our hosting space if we, if we just give these guys free credits. And maybe the free credits will be for a year or for a month. And they'll say, hey, if you want to run up an Avalanche subnet, then you can use Amazon Web Services and you can get free hosting for a year. Here are some free hosting for a year. So kudos to, to, to Avalanche. I think this is a, a big move on their behalf. It's a, it is a partnership, 100% it is a partnership, but is it a partnership that deserves to put the price up 35%? I don't think so. And that's why I shorted it at 1535. And it looks like my short is starting to pay some dividends over here. And you know, based on that, you guys can decide. I'm not against Avalanche. I think Avalanche is actually a great token. I just think that it just ran too fast, too quickly based on this news. So that's, that's what I think. Someone says it'll centralize AVEX sidechains. It will, but sidechains are going to be centralized or most validators are centralized as it is. Alrighty, so uh, give me one second. Colombian flu. On a, what day is it today? It's, uh, it's not... CPI day, guys. It's CPI day. All right, let's look at the other news before we get into some other big stories. Um, don't know if you guys saw this, but it's um, not great news for Nexo. So, you know, Nexo is, is one of the last lending companies that are remaining after Voyager, Celsius, BlockFi all went into liquidation. And today, Nexo's Bulgarian uh, offices have been raided. Um, they've been raided. Apparently, no one's been arrested yet. But they have been raided with suspicions of money laundering, violating sa sanctions against Russia, and tax fraud. Now, Nexo have come out and they have commented and they said, over, you know, they, they're saying, look, over the years we've turned down a lot of business because Nexo never makes compromises with regards to our very stringent anti-money laundering and know your customer policies. But we've always known that this is how you build a sustainable business. Since day one, we've gone the extra mile to implement cutting-edge solutions to ensure adherence to the highest regulatory standards and simultaneously provide a smooth customer onboarding journey. Despite being fully automated, Nexo has 30-plus AML compliance officers who ensure that we retain real-time pictures of our clients, which includes adverse media publications, OFAC sanctions list, and source and flow of funds, etc. Crypto is actually terrible for illicit purposes. Using chain analysis, for example, we know the history of the asset while it is being deposited and have a good understanding of the address uh, to which it's withdrawn. This is, this is more difficult with fiat and requires other techniques. After the beginning of the horrible war in Ukraine, the first order of business was to fundraise those affected. The second was to comply with the sanctions and Nexo took the most aggressive approaches here. So they bring it back to the war in Ukraine. It says, unfortunately, with the recent regulatory cr crackdown on crypto, some regulators have adopted a kick first, ask questions later in corrupt countries it is bordering with racketeering, but that too shall pass. 
we always cooperating. We are always cooperating with the relevant authorities and regulators, and hopeful, hopeful we'll have some exciting news in the week to come. So that is there a battle, and um, I mean, so far no one's been arrested, and so far if you've got funds in Nexa, I guess they're safe. But hey, after what happened to Celsius, Voyager, and BlockFi, I'm not putting any money on centralized lending companies. It's just that's what it is. All right, let's talk about FTX because there's a big FTX story. Okay, there's a massive, 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 massive FTX story. And I, this is, the FTX story is actually one of the big reasons why the market started running. And I said this last night because what happened last night was I saw this article over here, which is failed crypto exchange FTX. Wow, that's a big ad. Failed crypto exchange FTX has recovered over 5 billion. Is, this is what their attorney says, right? And when that happened, I, I did more research and I thought, hold on a second, let's dig deeper into this. So when I did, I realized that this could actually move the entire market. And the reason why I think that this could move the entire market is because you've got to remember that most people that had money on FTX have written off their money. They thought, okay, we had money in FTX, the money's gone now. It's, it's never coming back. Now, all of a sudden, the attorney has come out and said, hold on a second, we have $5 billion. And it's not only the $5 billion that they have, there's $5 billion plus a whole lot of other stuff. So when you put that all together, you say, hold on a second, maybe things aren't actually as bad as they seem when it comes to FTX. And this moved the entire market. In fact, let's look, let's look at what it did to the FTT token, which by the way, I told you guys um, that you can and probably should short um, at the time. It's back at 138. Okay, so it's trading now at 138, 139. And the reason why that happened is because FTT token holders are now being hopeful that maybe, maybe, maybe they can restart the exchange. And I'll show you why they think that. So yesterday there was a court hearing. And in this court hearing, the court said that they have $5 billion worth of assets. And they're saying, creditors committee believes it is not too soon to explore restructuring and restarting FTX. Because they're saying that the reboot may unlock incredible value for customers. So th that's quite a big thing. And that's why the FTT token went up. Now, I'm going to use this one second to plug a new sponsor of, us, of ours, which I want to show you. It's probably the only place in the world that you can short the FTT token at the moment. It's Gains Network. The token is GNS. It's a perpetuals exchange. So it's an exchange just like Bybit and, and BitGet that trades derivatives. But this one is completely decentralized, which means that you never deposit your money into a centralized exchange. You just connect your wallet and you can trade safely and you can trade a whole lot of different tokens. I mean, there's, I think there are hundreds and maybe even thousands of tokens that you can trade in a completely decentralized way. So if you want to trade FTT, if you want to long and short FTT, that's the place to do it. There's a referral link below. Use the referral link. Help us um, help us help you. Um, I see Fred is sending me something. Now, when Fred sends me something, you have to listen. You have to listen when Fred sends you something. Uh, okay, no, it's not that. It's not, it's not worth addressing right now. Um, okay, so let's, let's carry on. Okay, so what I decided to do was I decided to actually look and understand how much money we can get back if you had money on FTX, because that's a big thing. And I think the number is pretty big. I don't think it is as big as Suzu says. Or maybe it is. Maybe it will be 85 cents. Let's look at the numbers. Let's dig into the numbers and see why the market is celebrating. And, and remember, I said to you, the market's celebrating because if all of a sudden people start getting back 50, 60, 70 cents in the dollar, 
all this money that was locked up in FTX and people had written off is now going to come back into the market and it's going to start driving the market back up. So let's look at how much we think FTX shareholders or uh, FTX depositors may actually be able to get back. And I made a model and I'm going to share the model with you guys. Let me just quickly sign in here um, because it may require a password. Okay, I'm signed in and I can show you guys the model. So the first input into the model is let's look at how much cash and illiquid investments they may have. So we know from this article that they may have about, or that they've got $5 billion in cash and liquid investments. And that actually comes from a quote. It says, we have located over $5 billion of cash, liquid cryptocurrency, and liquid investment securities. That's what the attorney for FTX said yesterday. He did say, however, that the team is still working to create an internal records and actually an actual customer and the actual customer shortfall remains unknown. So what I did was I put in $5 billion into the thing here. Now, we also know that the Bohemian authorities um, uh, have 275, well, they said they have $500 million worth of tokens. Now, those tokens are worthless. I mean, I looked at this, the majority of those tokens is actually FTT tokens. Someone should actually tell them that those tokens are absolutely worthless. Um, but maybe not, but maybe not. So I said, look, in the best, in, in the best case, they're going to get their $275 million. In the worst case, well, there is some Ethereum here. There's $2.7 million worth of Ethereum. All right, then I carried on building this bridge. And I said, look, we know that they're going to start clawing back from on political donations and other donations that FTX made. That gives us between another 40 and $100 million. And I got that from the Washington Post. And then I said, okay, there's a whole lot of other illiquid investments, which I think are about, call it 500 million, and maybe in the worst case, 250 million. So that means that there's, there's a whole lot of assets that are between um, uh, uh, 5.8 billion and 5, 5.3 and $5.8 billion. Cool. So that's how many assets they have. But they also have a whole lot of liabilities and no one knows exactly what the liabilities are. In fact, Wu Blockchain says that he estimates it's between 10 and 13 billion. So I took the 10 and 13 billion and I said, okay, let's look at worst case 13 billion, best case 10 billion. And then there's like a provision for bankruptcy fees. So I see that bankrupt fees. Um, and I think that the bankruptcy fees in the best case will be $200 million. And in the worst case, they'll be $500 million, right? That's, that's what I think. Why? Because I went and looked at previous cases and I said, look, if you look at Lehman, there were $2.2 billion worth of fees. And if you look at Madoff, there were $700 million worth of fees. But someone here said it quite well. He said, you can't compare SBF and FTX to Lehman because Lehman had 25,000 employees. FTX had 300. They were founded 175 years apart. One had 1 billion worth of assets, another one had 639 billion worth of assets. And you can see the numbers over here. You can't compare them. So I'm saying, let's say that the, that the fees are between 200 and $500 million, and both of those are inflated. That means that FTX shareholders can, can see in the worst case, 40% of their money, and in the best case, up to 60% of their money. And that excludes all the bohemian properties and everything else. So this is great news for you and for anyone that had money on on uh, FTX. You may actually be seeing quite a bit of money back. And if that money starts flowing into the market, well, 
that could keep the money coming. Remember, I did say to you there would be a short-term dip. It's happening right now. As I said it, uh, I guess my AVAX short must be printing. I told you guys a few seconds ago, I said the, the next move has to be down until this starts to get equal. Let's just see how my AVAX short is doing. There we go. It's starting to print. Now it's starting to print. So I'll log in and we can actually look at the short together in a few seconds. Um, yeah. Also, Sam Bankman-Fried has gone to Substack and he's starting to write Substack articles, as you can see. He said uh, he's written a whole long Substack article. I don't know why he's doing this. I think he, he needs to realize that from now on, anything he says or does is going to be used against him in a court of law. And he's starting to talk about all of this. He's starting to write about all of this. And it's basically a reiteration of everything that he said in his tweets. So I don't know why he's doing it. I think it's a, I think it's a very bad mistake to do this. You know, he'll be judged in a court. And I don't think it's going to be this court. I think it's going to be... Um, it's going to be the real court in the United States. Um, if you're looking for an investment that has outperformed Bitcoin, I have a, I have a decent one for you. I have a really good one for you, in fact. You know what? You know what's outperformed? You know what's outperformed Bitcoin? Eggs. Eggs. Eggs have outperformed Bitcoin. So I don't know if you want to invest in eggs. Um, eggs have outperformed Bitcoin. I actually have a friend who's who's in eggs, and he must be making a killing at the moment. Um, Remember we had David Bailey on on here, and he um, he was he's the guy that's running Redeem GBTC. He's now saying that he's heard from DCG employees, Grayscale, and Genesis employees. Nail telling him to dig deeper and not to give up on the Redeem GBTC campaign. At the same time, we're hearing that DCG is starting to sell off their venture assets to start resolving this. And again, resolution for this means more money will open up. All these urn holders that have money locked up are going to start opening up. So for me, very, 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 very bullish sign. Um, what else is there? What else is there? Is there anything that I want to show you guys? Yes, I do want to show you guys. I want to open this trade. I want I want to log in. Let's just see if I can log in uh, without revealing too many of my credentials to you guys. Let's see if I can without revealing credentials. Let's see how we're doing on my short. Can I log in? Yes, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Okay, so let's quickly look at my short uh, on the derivatives account. And it's the USDT perpetual. I think it is the AVAX USDT perpetual. Uh, I think it's this one. Yeah, my trade right now is up 20% from this morning. Not a bad trade. Not a bad trade. I think I'm going to keep it open for now. Not telling you guys to get into the same trade. Uh, I am telling you that I am in this trade. So this is it. You can see. I took it. I mean, it's not a big trade. I took it. It's a hundred thousand dollar position. I'm up twenty percent, which is not bad. I mean, two thousand dollars in a day. Um, you know, and I think I'm going to hold it for now. I think I'm going to hold it for now. Alrighty. Um, all right. So let's again just again. I just want to reiterate that we have the Rolex promotion. We are giving away this baby. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm getting the physical watch tomorrow. This actual physical watch tomorrow. I'm gonna struggle to let it go. I'm gonna struggle to let it go. If you want to, if you want to, um, let me show what you need to do. You need to be a subscriber to the channel. You need to sign up to our Discord because we're gonna. You have to be signed up to our Discord. There is a Discord link over here. If you don't have a crypto banter referral link, if you haven't signed up with a crypto banter referral link, sign up. Then every time you trade, every single time you trade, 
you get an entry. So every trade you do is one entry, 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 one entry. And then at, before the end of Feb, we're going to give away the watch. Now, when we give away the watch, we're going to give away the watch and it's going to be a whole lot of fun because you're going to have five hours to redeem the watch from the time the show starts. So I could decide to give away the watch tomorrow. It's not going to be tomorrow, but I'm going to give it some time to run. But I could give it away any day. And if you haven't watched the show within five hours of the show launching, then you're going to lose your spot. And the next day, we're going to redraw that again. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun, but we're going to do this Rolex uh, before the 28th of Feb. And if you are a female and you don't want to wear it, oh, this watch, by the way, I do think that, that these big men's Rolex is a very sexy young woman. You could give it to your husband. And if not, what you could do is you could just uh, give it, you could just uh, swap it for a ladies one. We've managed to arrange that for you guys as well. All right, let's see. Is there anything else? There is there anything else? No, Fred. Fred. So Fred, you know, let's just quickly go. Fred wants me to address this tweet, which now the trolls are taking viral. Because what did I do yesterday? The interns put into my account, today I'm selling my BTC to avoid a 50% drawdown. And today I said, go Bitcoin. I mean, come on, guys. I said yesterday very, very, very clearly that the reason why I'm selling my BTC is to go into ETH because I think ETH will outperform Bitcoin by 50%. And that view is shared by Gareth, it's shared by me, it's shared by Sheldon, and it's shared by a whole lot of other people. And so if the trolls want to have nothing better to do but take tweets out of proportion to try and go for likes and engagement, well, good luck to them, people. Good luck to them. Come on. We're bigger than that. We know this is a pre-show tweet. For anyone who watched the show yesterday, anyone who watched the show yesterday, would have known that I didn't say I'm selling. I'm selling my Bitcoin to buy ETH. By the way, let's see how that trade is one day into the trade. Um, I think one, it was 0.76 yesterday when I actually executed the trade. Let's have a look at where we are today. It's 0.77. That means I've made money. I love the fucking trolls. I really love those fucking trolls. Fred, don't pay attention to the trolls, bro. Don't pay attention to the trolls. All right, we got a couple of um, we got a couple of uh, uh, minutes free. So if you guys have any, have any questions, let's have some fun. Let the trolls troll. Exactly, chaos. Let the trolls troll. Um, Fred, don't panic. We mustn't we mustn't panic about the trolls who don't have context and take tweets out of context. I did say that I'm holding three times more Bitcoin than ETH yesterday. I said that. And that's why I need to get more ETH. I need to sell my Bitcoin and buy more ETH because I think ETH's going to outperform Bitcoin. And we'll talk again at the end of the year when this happens. <laughs> Everyone says, what egg? Yeah, what egg, what egg, what egg? Um, I've got, I see we've got, whoa, Raymond's here with a girl, bro. It's me. <laughs> oh, it's Jen. Hey, Jen. Go crypto. <laughs> uh, all I saw was I saw, I, saw, I saw Raymond and a girl. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. First of, all, first of all, I need to see if she's wearing clothes. First of all, I need to see if she's wearing clothes. Then I can decide if I can bring her onto the stream. Listen, That's okay. Listen, I need to ask you a question. I need to ask you a question. What do you think? Honestly, 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 what do you think? I mean, it's cool. Like, a it's a nice giveaway. Okay. You wouldn't wear it? I mean, the, um, I'm not a fan of the gold on there. Super sexy on a girl, though. Yeah, I, honestly. I think so too. I think so too. All right. Um, guys, we shall see you guys again soon. And we'll see you guys again. Um, people are asking about sniper school. So sniper school is full, but there are a few students that haven't done what they're supposed to do. 
So there may be a hundred or so left. A uh, hundred seats left. We'll let you guys know in the next couple of days. And then you've got to sign up very, 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 very quickly if that happens. Uh, let's quickly look at the markets because we do have a couple of minutes to spare. Bitcoin at 17,991. Um, as we expected. Uh, ETH BTC 0.77. The dollar index 103. Let's quickly look at the bubbles. Near up 13.3%. Absolutely amazing. I'm holding quite a big near position. Um, let's see. Anything else that's happening? Nexo. Down 1.8% with the with the Bulgarian police raiding their offices. I mean, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, otherwise, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm going to see you guys again tomorrow. We don't have a Friday banter tomorrow. We're going to do a normal show at the normal time. So I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, love you guys. Have fun. Trade well. And it seems like 2023 is going to be an amazing year. So let's do this. Trade well, my friends.